Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Chlorinated water is for swimming, not drinking or bathing. Cities add chlorine to Hetch Hetchy water, causing dry skin and hair. This is Claire Beverly, and I want to tell you about LifeSource Water Systems, the solution to your water worries. A LifeSource system filters your water from every tap, reducing the harsh taste and feel of chlorine and giving you softer skin and hair without maintenance. No salt filters or servicing. Call 888-712-4279 for a free consultation or visit LifeSourceWater.com. LifeSource, taste and feel the difference Back the- on, uh- yes sir <laughs> who is that i don't know voice in my head sounds like you put a caller on the air you're, you're not supposed to hear the voices in my head mm. uh Steve- mark she's always slipping over there uh oh, 15 we- minutes from now the keyword is coming up last one of the day in fact for you a chance to win a thousand dollars it won't be back until the nine o'clock hour tomorrow morning yes steve gregory i know you're very impatient steve gregory's here Steve, how are you? I'm doing okay. I was doing pretty well until about 15 minutes ago. But do you have any comments? <laughs> he, he steamed because Ray asked him to stay 15 minutes to do this. <laughs> well, you guys don't understand. I I, I don't well, get to leave early that often. Ray told me 5.30. He moved you up. I know he did, and he's going to pay dearly for this. But do you have any comment on the lead story of our show Yes, today? I do, actually. Oh, you did hear that. Okay. And I have it in the form of audio from the captain of the West Hollywood Division of the Sheriff's Department. What? <laughs> you guys are talking about. Are we talking about things. the same thing? Oh, no. what, are you, what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, John Cobell let off the show, saying you almost killed him. 
Yeah, I was walking out of my office as he was walking down the hall, and it was almost a collision of epic proportions. That's right. Oh, he presented it as though he avoided death, and I said, it's only because it was Steve Gregory. If it was anybody else that almost ran into you, you wouldn't have told the story. Yeah, that's still his cloaked way of uh, doing another fat joke on me. So that's, I mean, that's, that's going to, for as long, you know what, I could lose 100 pounds, and you will, you'll never accept that. <laughs> And you've let been saying have, that for 10 years. I know. <laughs> well, when you do, let's see. <laughs> <You know? laughs> good point, you know. Well, I know, good point. All right, there we all right but there you we're... do have a good story out of WeHo, right? <clears throat> yeah, you know, we just found out a little bit ago that um, the mayor pro tem of West Hollywood, Seppi Shine, um, has requested armed security now. She's starting mm. to get threats on social media mm. um, to the point where she has called the sheriff's department to ask them for help. Why didn't she call the ambassadors? Well, it's funny you should say that because um, I went ahead and called the West Hollywood Division or the West Hollywood Bureau of uh, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department when I spoke with Captain Bill Mulder. And, um, you know, just to give you some background for everybody, this is uh, this Captain Mulder's background on kind of the history of this effort to de defund the Sheriff's Department. Back on uh, June 27th, the uh, city council... Um, uh, uh, voted to restore an entertainment policing deputy to our entertainment policing team and then um, uh, uh, requested to then cut five deputies. Uh, they, in 90 days from that particular date, they will look at cutting two deputies uh, and of the five. And then six months after that, look at cutting possibly three more. So that's in motion. And in place of that, then the uh, ambassador program will come up, and this is how he explains it. That effort was to also, um, I guess, enhance or augment security in the city of West Hollywood with unarmed ambassadors. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Part of that was also to add 30 uh, security ambassadors from block by block to uh, enhance the uh, patrols. Uh, not only in the commercial areas, but residential areas as well. So if this individual that's requesting the armed security detail from you does is, is trying to reduce the number of armed security in West Hollywood, why wouldn't this person just want to use one of the unarmed ambassadors for their security detail? Yeah, I can't comment on that. I, I don't know what to tell you, uh, Stephen. <laughs> uh, poor captain caught him off guard there. But so, do that's, you know why she's getting these threats over what issue? Or because of the blowback from oh, wanting oh, to no. reduce the armed oh, number of deputies in West Hollywood. Oh, so she is now in a situation much like uh, when the LA City Council remember mm -hmm. they were getting ready to defund the LAPD to the tune of one hundred fifty million dollars, right. but each one of them still wanted their security detail from the LAPD. <laughs> they, have, they have no shame, absolutely no shame. It's the same with the, the LA County Board of Supervisors. When they want armed security, and they're, they, they've done a hiring so freeze. Armed the security department. for them, but not for us. Exactly. We're supposed to just take the bullet. So, apparently, this thing... <laughs> exactly. Um, so, what they'll do now is the city did approve the expenditure of overtime money so they can pay for the Mayor Pro Tem's armed security detail from the L.A. County <laughs> Sheriff's Department. <laughs> So that begins, uh, you know, and it's this reduction of armed security is a big deal because you got to remember, uh, in crime in the in the West Hollywood area has gone up like some 137% from this time mm -hmm. last year. I know. There, there, there's no number that gets them to stop this nonsense. The higher the crime rate goes, the more they want to defund the police and, and, and cut back on the number of officers and then get their own private security to protect them. Right.
Well, and then the, the, I think oh, the, the and the private security is the sheriff's department. Well, and exactly, and it's um, it's private to them, but it's public for us because right, it's we're paying tax- to right. protect them, but we can't pay to protect us. And I think there's a lot of blowback too because. This mayor, uh, you know, they really touted this mayor as one of the first LGBTQ mayors. And, um, you know, she spent $85,000 of taxpayer money updating an LGBT crosswalk to make it more trans. How about and- touting a mayor for the intelligent things they do to make the city safer instead of touting sexuality? I, I don't care about anybody's sexuality. I, I want to know that you're intelligent enough to provide the safety that the public wants, not just for yourself. Who cares about your sexuality? I'm so sick of hearing about it. Well, they also spent $50,000 on the Troubled Russian Culture Festival. But the they, trouble, uh, the Troubled Russian Culture yes, Festival. Yes, apparently it's been in, in trouble as of late. Because Russia's not popular, John. Well, it wasn't at the time. I guess there were some financial issues prior to this, is what I understand. Oh, but was, now, yeah. So they gave a $50,000 infusion, and then Russia... Mm invaded Ukraine. Ah, uh, I see. They should invite Putin to West Hollywood. So, That'll really... Uh... So I think there's some sort of blowback and backlash on the fact that the uh, city council doesn't mind spending money on these other things when there's an issue with crime. Now, remember, <laughs> the city council voted three to two. There were two opposing votes to right. this because they listened to the voices of the business owners and business and the people. Now, I will tell you this also. There is a member of the LGBTQ community that, that we work with here and I had a long discussion with him. He lives in West Hollywood. Uh-huh. And I asked him his take on all this. And he says, let me tell you something right now. Every gay person I know is, has buyer's remorse with this city council. Well, yeah, because you're not, you're not voting for the meat and potatoes stuff that matters. Well, they were sold. They you're, felt you're, like you're they voting were, for virtue signaling. You know, well, they felt like they were they they felt like they were voting people in there that could make change and do things. They didn't realize what they were yeah. actually going to make do. change, like remove the police. Right. Yeah. There's your change. Yeah. Because at at a point now where hate at hate crimes are starting to skyrocket. Well, of course. And that's it, what makes me crazy is that you 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 want to vote for a safe haven, right? And then you de-police the safe haven. Well, what do you think is going to happen? The bad guys are going to come in and target you. Except those elected officials with armed security detail. Except them. Right. Uh-huh. right. Except, like, the mayor. Yeah. I, I just don't understand the whole world. So who has to approve this request well, of hers? It, it, here's the thing. So Captain Mulder, you know, he's been very diplomatic and professional about this. He says, when we see this, we have to we have to make a report, a suspicious activity report based on these perceived threats on the social media platforms. He says, we have to, uh, you know, I have to grant that request because at the end of the day, our job is to protect life, limb, and property. Right. It doesn't yeah. really matter who these people are. We don't get political, he says. He said, so we will. He said, as long as they pay the tab, because he said, if we can afford it, we'll do it. And that's when the city approved the tab, the overtime for these two, <laughs> these additional security details for her. And does she comment on the hypocrisy, on the insanity of trying to cut the, the uh, sheriff's force and then demanding her yeah, own not for her, detail? Right. I mean, does she have any sense how this plays, that it makes her look like a big fool? Well, we've not had a chance to reach out to her, and I'm sure that if I do that now, I'm I'm not sure how quickly they'll get back to me. I, I see. Well, especially after this. Tell, tell them I say hi. Yeah. Well, <laughs> tell them you're looking for property there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if they have a police force to personally protect me, maybe. I can. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, Steve. Very good. Thank you got you. it, guys. Take care.
Yeah, you too. It's worth pointing out again that the woman that wants to be on the L.A. County Board of Supervisors, her name is Lindsay Horvath. This is West Hollywood City Councilwoman for a while, and she scrubbed that from like her resume. So she doesn't want county voters who are going to vote on that board seat, that Sheila Kiel seat, to know she was on that government board. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I mean, she completely erased all references to her West Hollywood experience. Yeah. Yeah. Just gone. Because she knows that it'll just be a black mark with some voters. So yeah. why, why bother? And people in West Hollywood that liked her will probably vote for her. But people outside of West Hollywood that don't like her or don't like that government and their antics, that would be a negative pull on her chances. All right. When we return, coming up, you're going to have a chance at $1,000. It is the last time today that you get the keyword. It'll resume tomorrow at about 9.20. Lauren Meister's the mayor, right? I don't know. Is that the name, Steve, of the mayor? Lauren Meister? No, uh, uh, Seppi, Seppi Shine. Seppi Shine. Okay. Yeah. Seppi Shine. Seppi Shine. That's a kind of a catchy name, Seppi Shine. Seppi Shine. Okay. Uh, I got to look, look, uh, look up that name. Uh, and they're looking still for the guy that shot the Lady Gaga dog walk. Remember that story from more than a year ago? Yeah. I'd forgotten that he got away due to a mistake, and they're still trying to find him. We'll give you that story and more coming up. Johnny Ken showed. Remember the two El Monte police officers who were gunned down at that hotel when they went to try to get a guy that uh, may have been physically abusing his wife? We found out that that guy was just on a probation, even though he had a gun. And he was a one-striker under California's three-strikes law. Because the policies of L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon was to ignore the strikes. That was a blanket policy. Well, that got challenged. A judge and an appellate court said you can't do that. So Gascon is now going to the California State Supreme Court and he's bringing with him one hell of a high-powered attorney. A man by the name of Neil K. Katyal, who represented Al Gore in the 2000 election dispute has appeared before the U.S. Supreme Court dozens of times, and his law firm can charge nearly $2,500 an hour in some cases. You're going to pay for this because he's going to be the attorney for Gascon, who was employed by the county. We will talk about it after 5.30 with Nathan Hockman, who is running for California Attorney General. All right, now we turn our attention to this Fiasco. It was a huge tabloid story. And of course, it would be because even though this celebrity was not there at the time, it was her precious dogs that were seized in a robbery. Uh, Lady Gaga's dog walker was shot, and two of her French bulldogs were stolen. Uh, remember, we did follow this story when it happened. Eventually, uh, the dog walker's name is Ryan Fisher. He's still trying to recover. He got shot uh, in the chest. Yeah, yeah. He Serious wound. Out. Serious wound. So what happened in the days that followed, Lady Gaga offered a $500,000 reward for the dogs. No question asked. Woman shows up and says, oh, I, I found these dogs. Um, I see that they might be on the news. I just wanted to return them to their rightful owner. But the problem with that story was she was apparently in a relationship with one of the suspect's fathers. 
it was clear that this was just a move by the kidnappers to try to maybe even cash in on the reward. I don't know. Because <laughs> they sent somebody that didn't even... That had no connection to the theft, right? Well, had a if you connection don't wanna, to them. If you don't want to go through the trouble of selling it or holding them for ransom, uh, show up for the reward with the dogs and say, hey, look, we just found them. So they end up arresting five people in connection with this robbery. It was February of 2021. And the reason we're talking about it now, and I remember it was sometime later, one of the guys arrested is James Howard Jackson. He was facing an attempted murder charge. And one day during processing, he got released due to a clerical error. Well, because they had filed a new set of charges against him. Right. So the new set superseded the old set, which I guess changed the case number. Anyway, this confused, I guess, the dullard clerks who process this stuff. Right. They and looked he, it up and said, oh, okay, his case has been dropped. But I guess there was a new case filed and they didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever dud was handling the paperwork, <laughs> I guess, saw that the old set of charges were voided out. So he assumed, well, I guess we have to release James Howard Jackson. And they did. And the sheriff's deputies let him out because that's what they were told to do. Now, this happened in April, and they called it a superseding indictment. Uh, attempted murder, conspiracy to commit a robbery, and assault with a semi-automatic firearm. They thought they would do this to speed up the legal process. As John said, a new case number. But that resulted in some confusion, and Jackson walked. Yeah, this really did speed up the legal process, didn't it? He got out free. No, no waiting for Gascon to set him free. That's <laughs> true. Uh, maybe it was a deliberate clerical error. But Who knows? Uh, he's a lovely man. He has a uh, complicated tattoo on his neck, really on his throat. Hmm. You know, and, you know, tattoos on the neck are rarely signs of a troubled person. Almost never. Wouldn't want to make any, any judgments on that. So now the feds are offering a $5,000 reward. This is brand new because uh, now these months later... Oh, well, actually, it's a year later. They have not found him yet. Well, so wherever uh, he's gone to hide, it says he's a documented gang member. Maybe that uh, woman will show up again. The one that brought the dogs in? <laughs> yeah. Remember, she was claiming the first reward for, oh, the, for the dogs. Oh, she'll come for the five. Yeah, come. Uh, and she'll tell them where he is, or she'll just yeah. make up a story. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, Lady Gaga offered a half-million-dollar reward for the dogs back, but I'm not aware she supported any money to get the kill the, the poor, the, the the poor attempted murderer. Yeah. Or to get Ryan Fisher some I think he was getting some help with his medical bills. I remember some months after this happened, he made a plea, a public plea that it's tough for him to pay for his care. Yeah. She didn't and she didn't uh, come forward. No, the know. money was about getting the dogs back. Right. Right. The money was about the dogs. Yeah, this is what Deborah <laughs> Mark would do. Him being left well, for yeah. dead. <laughs> You, you'd leave the guy for dead, too, I guess, as long as you got your dogs back. Well, no, I, I, I'm not. No, I do have a heart, you know, You do for some people. OK, yeah, but what would get the bigger reward, getting the dogs back or getting the guy medical help? Uh, I take the fifth. Oh, I was going to say, you've got one choice. <laughs> you'd be a great contestant on a moral dilemma game show. Oh, I think we know all the answers. Yeah, right. <laughs> but would you, could we get her to admit it? So you'd take the dogs back. Oh, I would. Well, first of all, I would die if somebody stole my dogs. Mm -hmm. I, I really would. 
Oh, that'd be horrible. I don't hear any empathy for the dog walker, though, who was laying. But I, well, I'm cleaning. the dog walker. Okay. Right, but let's say you hired someone and they got attacked. Yes, of course. If, You'd if, be frantic about the dogs and be like, oh, yeah, he's in the hospital. I okay. feel very bad for the dog walker. I would do whatever I could. But yes, my feelings would be more intense more about intense the dogs. The, my dog. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right, another good story concerning the L.A. County District Attorney, George Gascon. So if you're a person in need, don't uh, don't drop dead on uh, Deborah's block. Cause... He wants to spend a hell of a lot of money <laughs> on a big-name lawyer to represent him before the California State Supreme Court. Details coming up. All right. <laughs> KFI, what? It better not be you, because I'm going to remember no. this. Oh, I know. No, you'll kick me. Well... The L.A. County District Attorney, George Gascon, uh, he, you know he threw out uh, a strike on a guy who went on to murder two El Monte police officers. And what he did violated the law. And eventually his own, his own deputy DAs had to sue him in court. And the judge said, yeah, what Gascon did was wrong against the law, so you can't do it anymore. Too late for that case. That guy was free, and then he eventually uh, killed the uh, killed the cops. Now there's an appeal um, all the way to this California Supreme Court. Yeah, what happened was a judge overruled Gascon, so it went to an appellate court. They agreed with the judge and overruled Gascon. Gascon has decided this is so important to him, this directive about strikes, He's going to the California State Supreme Court with his with his with his case. And the new detail we just learned from Fox News is he's bringing on a very high-powered attorney who apparently charges a lot. His name is Neil K. Katyal. He's a former acting US Solicitor General. He actually represented Al Gore in the 2000 election dispute. And he's uh, appeared before the U.S. Supreme Court dozens of times. He might be one of the United States' highest paid attorneys. Gascon is bringing him on to argue his case before the California State Supreme that, Court about charging so strikes. That's our tax money is going for a guy who charges. I would say it has to be. Nearly $2,500. I don't think he's doing it pro bono. Now, an attorney representing the L.A. County deputy DAs is Nathan Hockman, who's also running for California Attorney General. As a Republican against Rob Bonta, he came in second in the primary. So we're going to talk to Nathan Hockman now. And again, he's going to represent the L.A. County DAs, basically representing the public here yeah. uh, against uh, against Gascon and this Neil Katyal. Uh, Nathan Hockman, welcome to the John and Ken Show again. How are you? Uh, great to be on. Very well. Thank you. Uh this is pretty outrageous, isn't it, that we've got to pay this kind of money? After Gascon has been told repeatedly now that he's he's violated the law by by throwing out strikes, it's actually incredible. I mean, Gascon was actually told by the Court of Appeals that he could he was not above the law, that he was not an absolute sovereign who could do whatever he wanted, including getting rid of the three strikes policy and having a blanket policy to never charge a second or third strike ever again. The appeals court threw out that power and said, you have to comply with the law. Now Gascon is doing something even more incredible. He's going ahead and saying, I think the three strikes law itself is unconstitutional. Usually that's the argument of a defense attorney. 
He's now flipped the script, and he is acting as the basically super defense attorney on behalf of criminals as opposed to victims in the public. Incredible. Has this three strikes constitutionality been uh, litigated yet? Oh, oh, it's been litigated. I mean, three strikes passed in 1994. So it's been on the books for 28 years. There was a proposition with over 70 percent of the people voting for it. It was also a, a law that was passed by the state legislature at the same time. This has gone through rounds and rounds of California Supreme Court litigation affirming the constitutionality of three strikes. But now Gascon is hiring one of the highest priced attorneys in America to try and throw out the law that gives prosecutors the power to put the most violent and serious offenders in jail for a very, very long time. Again, it's shocking that a prosecutor would be trying to do this. Usually this is the realm of a defense attorney. But if it's already been litigated over and over again and he's already lost in the lower courts, what are the odds that he's going to win this at the California Supreme Court? Well, I mean, this is why he lost it on the, before an L.A. Superior Court judge, why he lost it between, before three different California appellate court judges. Most likely, the California Supreme Court's not even going to take this, you know, this writ uh, uh, that he is now asking, this appeal and this petition. Most likely, they will just reject it rather than hearing it again, because the constitutionality of three strikes is absolute. And the fact that a prosecutor is not above the law is one of the fundamental premises in our law. That so, everyone is subject to the law, and Gascon can't act as an absolute sovereign. Is, is there some provision in the law that Gascon thinks gives him discretion? Sure. I mean, there's the, the idea that prosecutors generally have extremely wide discretion, but it's subject to a few exceptions. And the exception is a law like three strikes law that says a prosecutor shall file a strike, a second or third strike, if the evidence warrants it. And then after it's filed, if he, can, if he wants and believes the evidence compels that, he can move to dismiss it. But then he needs the approval of the court. Ahead of time, he doesn't need the approval of the court, which is what he's arguing for. But after he files it and then wants to dismiss it, the court has to go along with that. All right, so and there's that is no, what there's, bottom there, with down below. There's no discretion. He must file an original charge. He yes. has the discretion to ask the judge to dismiss it later on. A hundred percent. He has no discretion not to file it. But then he can. He has the discretion to move to dismiss. But then the judge has to agree with it. Um, How is it he has the power to hire somebody that costs this much as his legal representative? He can just do this, use the well, taxpayer money to hire this high-paid uh, high attorney? Uh, he has that power, but that is another reason that he needs to be recalled. Uh, I mean, if ever you, you needed one more reason to recall someone, is that he's willing to pay the taxpayer's money. And interestingly... He didn't use the California Attorney General's office, which I find shocking as well. I'm running for California Attorney General, and if and the California Attorney General generally handles all appeals to the California Supreme Court. Gascon is bypassing the California Attorney General. We have not heard from Rob Bonta whether he agrees with this strategy, and I'm assuming he does, because Gascon and Bonta have been in complete alliance and league. They endorse each other. They're part of the let them go guys. And, and the assumption is that Rob Bonta is actually endorsing this strategy or else he would oppose it 
and represent the people of the state of California and say to the California Supreme Court, we want to uphold the laws of proposition from state legislators. Does it surprise you that he does this after the murder of the two El Monte cops? Gascon is about as tone deaf as I've ever seen a district attorney. The fact that he would do this in light of the deaths that were caused by his own policy of not filing the second strike or dismissing the second strike is, again, shocking and and overwhelmingly demonstrates the case as to why Gascon needs to be recalled. So you're going to be arguing against this high-powered attorney in the state Supreme Court? (laughs) I've had the pleasure of arguing against many high-powered attorneys throughout the, my 30-year career. You are a high-powered attorney yourself. You are a high-powered attorney. Well, there you go. I, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I've been a U.S. Assistant Attorney General, and I've gone against the best that the other side has had to uh, throw against us. But when you have the law and you have the facts on your side, you start out way ahead. And we have four judges that have already considered this and ruled in, against Gascon. And so I even predict the Supreme Court won't actually take the petition for review. When do you think uh, this case will uh, be uh, originally ruled on? I think you know, the, the Supreme Court will most likely rule on this case within the next month or two on whether or not it's going to take the petition. They can decide not to take the petition, and then it's dead in the water. There's right. no further place for Gaston to go. If they take the, peti- the petition, then there will be briefing and eventually most likely an argument uh, in the case. All right, Nathan, thanks for coming on, and uh, we hope you don't have to argue it in court. We hope the California State Supreme Court just rejects this. It's pathetic. I think, it, I think they'll do the right thing. They'll reject it. And again, uh, most likely what we're hoping is that the, the voters, you know, the, the recall gets on the ballot, and then the voters vote for the recall and end the reign of King George Gaston in Los Angeles forever. All right, there's Nathan Hockman. Thanks very much for coming on again. Thanks again. Appreciate it. And, And of course, he will be on your ballot in November for California Attorney General against the incumbent Ron Bonta. (laughs) And clearly, he's a far better choice than Rob Bonta, who is an acolyte of of George Gascon. I mean, understand this. Gascon wants to spend possibly $2,500 an hour on this Neil Katyal to represent him in the California State Supreme Court to argue about not charging strikes when a felon commits another crime. And that was the case with the El Monte police officer shoot. That was Justin Flores who killed them. He had a strike on his record. Gascon apparently disagreed with the strike. Remember that? He just, he robbed his grandparents. I mean, you know, he's got drug problems. We didn't know he was going to be, nothing in his past indicated he was going to be a violent person. This is what, this is the danger of this man. He decides these things. And you know what is always worth repeating? He had a blanket policy. He told his deputy DAs, do not charge strikes. Yet, when this case became known, he tried to make it sound like, well, we looked at this particular case with this Justin Flores carefully, and he didn't have any violent background. But when the truth was, he had a blanket policy. It didn't matter. Nobody was looking at his background. It was just don't charge strikes. Whatever the background of the uh, perpetrator was, or whatever Gascon's policy is is irrelevant. The law says you you must charge it. You shall. Shall means you have no wiggle room. You don't have any discretion in that moment. It's a must. You're required. And that's what the judge and then the appellate court said. 
that he can't override the law so and he, just you know, make his own uh, legal law. He uh, can law. come up with all the theories he wants about the, the guy's childhood or uh, how he thinks the world ought to work. In the state of California, it doesn't. It simply doesn't. You have to change the law. And that's not happening anytime soon. All right, we got more coming up. Aye, aye, aye. John and Ken show. A quick reminder that the Moist line pops up again in two days. You can leave a message at one eight seven seven Moist eighty six one eight seven seven six six four seven eight eight six, or use the iHeart Radio app with the microphone icon to leave a message. Um, most of the protests over the U.S. Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade have faded, but apparently there are still protesters that march outside of the home of some of the justices. A story was featured about Brett Kavanaugh. His neighbors are fed up with the protesters. They are loud. They are obnoxious. They are abusive. And it's been going on too long. And they're going after the neighbors, not just Kavanaugh and his, and his family, but the neighbors well, that's why themselves. That's I said the neighbors are yeah. complaining. Yeah, the neighbors are telling the story here that uh, they use drums and megaphones. Drums. And if you complain, they yell "f you" and "f your children." Nice. Yeah, yeah. they even they even shout ugly things at the kids. Uh, <laughs> these are diseased and I, people. I think they're there all night long. Some of the families say we just have to go out to dinner and just disappear for hours because we can't put up with it. When we tell them, "Can you keep it down a little?" they call us fascists. Said one resident. You know, they're violating federal law. There's a federal law that's not being enforced that prohibits protesting to intimidate or influence a Supreme Court justice at his home. There is a specific law. There is a specific law. And, and in fact, Ted Cruz was talking about this out loud the other day. Why isn't Merrick Garland, who's the attorney general, having the Department of Justice enforce this law? Because they, they, they passed it some years ago. Why can't and, the local police enforce it? Well, it's a federal law. You know, up to yeah. a point, you could protest on a public street or a public sidewalk. I don't know how much the police could do, but right now, nobody's doing anything. No. They're starting to call them Karens when they complain. That's so stupid. You know, of all the stupid, trendy little phrases around, and there's lots, the <laughs> biggest dumbass phrase is when you call somebody a Karen. That's a really that. bad one. And I feel bad for all the Karens of the world. Well, it's, who now, it's just, it's, that was their name years ago. It's just the sign of an idiot. Just an And you know where that came from? One guy on Reddit was bitching about his wife. Oh. And I guess either his wife's name was Karen or he called her Karen. And suddenly this took off. This is what the morons do at home. Is they read uh, Reddit threads about somebody else's bad marriage. And they start these... Uh, yeah, I just started noticing these viral videos a couple of years ago when it's a white woman in a park who's yelling racist stuff at somebody, and suddenly I'm seeing the term Karen. Here's another Karen story. And I'm like, what's this with Karen? They looked it up and said, oh, that's the term they're using, the name they're using for supposedly white women of privilege. Yeah, oh, who, who act badly in any way. Right. Well, sometimes they're not acting badly. It's just the wokesters disagree with their, they, their they view. They decide they're acting badly right yeah. and correctly. There was something... Uh, about you were talking about how most of the world's moved on from this abortion debate. There actually was a story in Real Clear Politics today with graphs uh, tracking how often the word abortion is mentioned in the news media and how often it's searched online by people on Google, yeah. and it's dropped down to nothing. There was oh, a spike. The media is not mentioning it either. Uh, far less than they were. 
Oh. You know, it was uh, it, it peaked on a certain date when, when the stories happened, and then it's dribbling along at the bottom. And the same thing with the Google, the Google mentions. Because ultimately, there's nothing more to the story. The Supreme Court decided there's going to be scuffles in a, a number of states. But, uh, you know, it's over. Until we get into the Supreme Court that takes up a case that might bring it back. So, yeah, 30 years from now and... Something like that. Bah! Tim Conley. Ding dong. Ding Ding dong dong with you. Hey, let me ask you, fellas. If you had a a daughter who was like six months old and you named her Karen and then all this stuff came out, would you change her name? (laughs) I think it's a fad. Maybe not. That that would die out. I think you would. But, yeah, I think now probably... The one time I tracked the popularity of names... And names will peak. Maybe, sure. Maybe there's a famous actress. And then they'll drop. Right. And they'll drop, like, to number 382 or something. Yeah, off the it, shelf. Yeah, and I, I I don't know what causes the drops. The the increases you could see, it usually has something to do with fame. I mean, can you imagine, like, if your name was associated with something outside of you, like... What it like? Like, let's say the term, you know, like, oh, that guy's a John. Oh, wait a minute. We right. already have a John. He's a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, and it, he's a prostitute I, I user. I didn't realize it is that's, a bathroom. That's right. It's a bathroom, and it's uh, <laughs> a hooker user. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, Sorry. I, was, I didn't realize that, no, buddy. No, I know. I, oh, that's horrible. Oh, I, I, I feel they, horrible. You know, and John was extremely popular in a certain It's era. a Bible uh, reference. A biblical name. Yeah, so sure. Guy, and, you know, many of them turned out to be serial killers. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, and, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. John Hinckley, John David Hinckley. If they weren't serial killers, they were shooting at presidents. And so it's got John it. Jacob Jingleheimer Smith, right? <laughs> that's another one. All right. You have a five-day closure on the westbound 210 freeway through San Gabriel Valley. That starts tonight. That's going to be hell for a lot of people. Several people hospitalized Hmm. after severe turbulence on American Airlines flight. That is wild, man. You know, people that didn't have their seatbelt on. They got banged around. They they say put your – that happened – we were coming back from Hawaii when I was, uh, I don't know, 17, 18, and we hit that turbulence, and the people that weren't wearing a seatbelt all hit their heads uh, on the luggage racks. Uh, I had my seatbelt on, so I was fine. I know you're worried about that. Uh, Chanel store in Beverly Grove robbed, smash and grab, bad vibes. And uh, so we'll uh, get to that. Yeah. And so right. that is it. All right. Ding Conway. dong. Ding dong. Big. Johnny Ken Show. Let's yeah. And uh, go. Crozier is the news. Come on. Why not? KFI, KMST HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.